Welcome to the Boundless Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Mona Abo, helping ambitious women of color to become an empowering force and launch a lucrative online business they love. Hello, Boundless Beings. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited that you came. So in this episode, we're talking about the imposter syndrome. Let's start by defining what is the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is the idea that you have only succeeded due to luck and that it's not because of your talent or qualifications. It was first identified by the psychologist Pauline Rose and Suzanne Imes. The imposter syndrome often comes up uh, famous people, accomplished people, talking about how they sometimes feel the imposter syndrome. This feeling that they're not really legitimate, that they're fake, they're uh, not real, right? Their achievements and the place that people hold them to is too high for their knowledge and skills and abilities. So they feel that they cannot live up to that expectation. And I see this often with women of color when they're on the path to being successful. So I would see, you know, women who are gifted, who are talented in so many ways, who bring great deal of value to their space, holding themselves back because they feel that they're not enough, right? That they have not achieved enough to claim that success. And it actually makes me really sad because I see all that potential. I see where their abilities and natural gifts can take them. But because they haven't internalized that success, um, that vision, and they don't feel that they're worthy, it becomes something that um, they have to prove to themselves. So they feel that in order for me to claim that success, I have to achieve it. And you might think, what's wrong with that? Uh, The thing about that is that you will never achieve the success that you want if you don't believe that you're worthy, right? So you need that vision to allow you to see that success for yourself. And as you take the steps and you grow into it, um, the idea becomes more real At the same time, you have that innate awareness that you're bringing something valuable and that you're worthy. So how does the imposter syndrome start? Where does it originate? Some experts believe that um, it has to do with personality traits like anxiety. And others believe that um, sometimes it's linked to our childhood memories and those behaviors that we internalized. 
uh, such as feeling that your grades were never good enough, right? Feeling the need to achieve something in order for your parents to be satisfied with you, in order for your parents to love you. Um, if you've experienced your siblings outperforming you uh, in certain areas, that might leave you thinking that um, you're not enough. You have to do more to get the praise, the recognition, and the love of those uh, around you. Another thing that causes um, imposter syndrome is uh, systemic racism. So if you are a minority in an environment that discriminates against you, that um, oppresses you, you will not develop the confidence that you belong, right? And so with that comes the, the feeling that you're not enough. And being an immigrant, we're taught to work twice as hard as everyone else. We're taught to be excellent, right? So we often feel like I have to prove myself. When you get a job, you work harder than everyone else because you want to prove to your employer that, you know, they did the right thing by hiring you. So you don't want to disappoint them. You want to protect the reputation of people like you, right? Those that will come after you. And so with that comes a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of second guessing, a lot of feeling like, is this good enough? Um, and always working to overachieve. And if you are a natural perfectionist, uh, those people that have high expectations of themselves and their work can feel like a failure if it's not 100%, right? So if they produce work that is less than 100%, they might question their competency and think, okay, I don't have what it takes to do this. Another thing that could cause imposter syndrome is feeling like a superwoman. Like you have to be great at everything, to be the one that does well in, in, at work, uh, that's always doing the extras for her family, uh, that appears that she has everything um, you know, going perfectly. And taking on the superwoman role can also leave us feeling stressed and exhausted, right? Feeling the need to attain unrealistic expectations in all areas in our lives, right? At home, at work, kids, family. Um, at the end, you might feel like you cannot do it all, right? So you feel disappointed that you're not living up to that superwoman um, expectation. And the imposter syndrome can really happen to anyone. It doesn't equate to low self-esteem or lack of self-confidence. High-achieving, highly successful people often suffer from imposter syndrome. And um, ultimately, though, looking at the deeper cause of the imposter syndrome relates to our ego and the need to protect our ego. A lot of times we take on roles and give ourselves um, titles and positions. And so in our mind, 
Uh, that's what we want to be perceived as. And so when we are in situations where that's threatened and we are not feeling like we're 100% adequate in that given moment, we might shut down, right? And that's an effort to protect our ego, an effort to not to put ourselves out there because the risk of someone um, seeing us as less than the position that we have identified for ourselves can mean damage to our ego. So at the core of the imposter syndrome is really the need to protect our ego. So what are the symptoms of the imposter syndrome? How do you know if you are in fact suffering from this? The imposter syndrome might come as a feeling of I'm not good enough, right? You might feel that have not achieved enough to claim a space, uh, to claim a certain level of success. It could also come as a feeling or pressure of I must not fail, right? Um, this leads to the inability to seek success and to enjoy success when it happens. So that's, you know, the fear of failure, right? Because again, we're trying to protect our ego, trying something and, and going after success poses a risk of failure. And that means our ego suffering from that um, damage, loss, or risk. So we don't try. When we become successful, we still have that inner void that we haven't done enough to deserve that success. Another way that it could show up is when you see yourself minimizing your success. Sometimes you might uh, compliment someone or someone might compliment you and you find yourself saying, oh, well, it wasn't just me. Uh, I, I had a lot of help. Um, and that might be true, but at the same time, you know, you had something significant to do with that. And the fact that you had help or not does not take away from your success. So if you find yourself shying away to embracing uh, your success, then that could be um, the imposter syndrome showing up. It could also be when you downplay in other ways. If you say, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It looks... Uh, harder than it actually is. All of that is you minimizing your success and your efforts. So that, that is a form of uh, the imposter syndrome. So is there a cure for the imposter syndrome? Can we get rid of it? Um, the reality is there's no cure. The imposter syndrome is a feeling like fear, like happiness, like sadness, excitement, it's a feeling, a feeling of self-doubt that might show up uh, in day-to-day, in, -day, in different moments. And so it's not something that you can get rid of, but there are things that you can do to help yourself so that it doesn't become a crippling 
thing for you. It doesn't stop you, just like fear. So most people experience moments of doubt, and that's normal. The important part is not to let that doubt control your actions, right? One of the first steps to overcome the imposter syndrome or the imposter feeling is to acknowledge the thought, right? It's there. Uh, but also to um, put some perspective on that thought and to distance yourself, right? Not to engage with it. So, for example, if you get the feeling that um, I'm a failure, right? You might be in a situation where you feel that everyone else is doing better than you, right? So if you get this feeling that you're a failure, then become aware of it, right? So I'm feeling like I'm a failure, and put some perspective on it. So when you put some perspective on it, you're distancing yourself from that feeling or that thought that led to that feeling. So what that means is you don't believe it's real, you don't engage with it and let it affect you. You become aware of it, you acknowledge it, and you put some perspective on it, right? Um, so you could say, I might be feeling like a failure at the moment, but I'm not a failure, right? So that's choosing how you want to react to that thought or feeling. Yeah, and as thoughts come up, thoughts that are not helpful, thoughts that make you feel like you want to hide, thoughts that make you feel like you're not enough, it's important that you, you're able to identify that, right? You're able to gain some perspective and ask yourself, does this thought help me or hinder me? And so if it's something that does not help you, you want to change your perspective on it. You want to create an awareness around it and shift it to a way that's helpful to you. It's also important to understand that People that don't experience the imposter syndrome that often are not more intelligent or more capable than those that, that do, right? It just means that they have mastered the tools. They need to not let them affect these imposter syndrome feelings and thoughts. And so at the end of the day, the goal is not to never feel like an imposter. The goal is um, to have the tools and the information that's going to help you recover faster, right? Um, and not get swept away with that feeling or thought. So you want to acknowledge imposter moments, equip yourself with the tools to get over it and get past it and not end up living your whole life thinking like you're not enough. And another thing that can help you that I remind myself often is to really have fun in what you do, to not take yourself too seriously. 
right? And to give yourself the permission to make mistakes. The other day, I sent out um, a mass email to my email list. And this was actually something that um, was inspirational. It came from a place of uh, an experience. It was something that I experienced. It related to gratitude. And I sent that email. And although I tested and I looked for mistakes, I couldn't find any. But after I sent it, a few days later, I checked again. And I noticed a couple of mistakes. And... I was thinking, oh my God, I sent this to all these people and it has mistakes. And so I was feeling down about that, right? I was feeling a little bit insecure about that. It was a moment, it passed. And then a day or two later, I got an email from one of those people that I sent the, the email to. And she, she told me that, you know, she was at a bad place and getting this email actually really helped her get out of it. And so that got me thinking that, you know, we spend so much time worrying about, you know, the mistakes that we make, worrying about what people would think of us failing and, you know, doing everything that we can to make sure that we're perfect. And when we make a little mistake, we... We're so hard on ourselves and that takes away from the energy of what we do and how we show up. And at the end of the day, what matters really is the big impact that we're trying to make. And whatever you, um, you know, whatever you do will surely have mistakes. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because the good that you're doing far outweighs the mistakes that you are making. And mistakes are everyday reality. And we can really embrace them and say, oh, okay, next time I'm going to do this so that I have less mistakes and just kind of keep moving. Or we can get paralyzed and think, this is, oh my God, maybe I, I don't know how to do this. What will people think of me? How can I even um, say I can do this when I'm making all these mistakes? And the key point here is that you decide. You decide what it means to you. Because nothing means anything until you give it a meaning. So whatever happens you choose to give it a meaning that works for you. You choose to give it a meaning that's going to help you move forward, that's going to support you in the direction that you want to go, right? Uh, so keep that in mind that the imposter syndrome happens to everyone, comes up all the time, but what you do with it is entirely yours. You could, um, like I said, you could use it as opportunity of growth. If you're in a room and you find yourself, you are the least knowledgeable, then create the awareness that you're grateful for where you're at right now, that you, um, you're worthy 
to occupy that space and you are looking forward to more growth and just getting excited about what's to come and what you're going to learn and how you're going to impact. Also connecting to your why, right? Why you do this in the first place. That's what's important. It's bigger than you. So it doesn't really matter if you are perfect. It doesn't really matter if you are um, the best person in the room. (laughs) What matters is that you know your why and your why has a deeper meaning for you and your why is there to make an impact that's greater than you. And that's enough. You focus on that. And don't let, you know, insecurities, don't let other people's projections of their own insecurities stop you because it's not about you. It's about the difference you want to make in the world. That's what's going to help you get over your imposter syndrome and the doubt that may come up as you go after your dreams and desires and get excited to creating the life that you want. Thank you so much for joining the Boundless Mindset Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on the iTunes Purple app. If you're on social media, you can find me at The Boundless Mindset on Instagram and Facebook. Please tag me and let's continue this conversation. Until next time, stay boundless.